how I procrastinate. In the pecking order of stuff that I should be working on, this is probably fourth. But this is just the easiest thing to work on. It's funny, my idea of procrastination is not not working. It's doing work that is less important but easier. <laughs> Do I ever regret starting Twitch and YouTube? Do you sometimes regret starting Twitch and YouTube? Not even for a moment. There has not been a single time that I've regretted starting Twitch and YouTube since becoming successful at it. It's the highlight of my life. I love what I do deeply. I'm thankful for it every day. That's why I work so hard at it. Are the mechanics of losing the police in GTA 4 or GTA 5 better? In GTA 4, you're actively working to lose the cops. But um, in GTA 5, a lot of it is just, you know, you just sit there, waiting. Like, it doesn't matter how well you avoid the cops, it still takes the same amount of time if you don't get seen. With GTA 4, if you avoid the cops really well and bust out of the circle, you immediately lose the cops. And you feel that sense of reward, like, yeah, I did good. I, I, I dodged the cops, yay me. In GTA 5, it's like, well, I dodged the cops and I'm just going to sit around here for a minute. You know? You don't, you don't get rewarded. Would I hug someone for $30? Will you hug me for $30? No. COVID, you know? I can't even hug my mother. Oh, you, you donate $5 on the name of your mum. <laughs> what would I want the story for the GT5 DLC to be? Um, I, as I've always said, a DLC for this game would have been best had it um, involved how Trevor, Michael, Lester and Brad met. Showing that effort isn't a perfect relationship with views. This video that I threw together in like a few hours almost has as more v views than this that's the culmination of like eons of effort. Or this that was the most grueling grinds ever. Like, what are the lottery numbers? What are the lottery numbers? They're numbers between 0 and 100. And you pull them, and then someone, if they pick the right ones, get a lot of money. I hope this helps. What do I think of Mr. Beast? What do I think about Mr. Beast? The most recent video that Mr. Beast released, I found a small snippet of it at the very end very interesting, where his video, for those who didn't see it, was him eating a 100,000 dessert or whatever. Not only does he not eat the dessert, he lets his friends eat the dessert and, and his subscribers or whatever. And he says at the end, like, hey guys, like, you know, uh, I, I gotta do these videos because they, they get a lot of views, a lot of subscribers and stuff. I, I prefer videos where I help people. But like, if I do these videos, I can have more money to help even more people. I'm not a snob or anything like that. And it just, it just came across as the most genuine thing I've seen from a content creator that large. You know, maybe you could say, oh, you know, it's just all some fake thing or whatever. Um, he's just he's just trying to appear relatable or whatever. But honestly, it came across as so genuine as if like he legitimately just wants to help people. He doesn't want to feel like the money is changing or whatever. Because you know what I'm saying? Mr. Beast went like in three years, went from a guy with nothing to a guy who's now got like tens of millions of dollars. He was just a dude who got very lucky. You know, we look at look at this growth. Two years gains forty five million subs. A little dude who got lucky in the most 
Thunderstrike, win the lottery kind of way. Uh, it's, it's, it's endearing, you know. If, if any dude is going to be that successful, uh, Mr. Beast comes across as the kind of guy you want to be that successful. Because he just seems like a nice, genuine dude. You could assign ulterior motives to what he does. Uh, you could you could say it's just a persona, man, to be a to act like a and look like a good guy, and he's doing all these giveaways of large amounts of money and stuff so that he can uh, build his brand and his base and make it even larger. Sure, he's giving away so much money now, but that's a drop in the bucket compared to how much he's going to grow in the future and blah blah. But I, I I I think he just seems like a genuine dude, honestly. I think you could give bad motivations to anyone though. Oh yeah, exactly. It just depends on how many assumptions that you have to make. And, and what seems most likely, uh, given what you know. I mentioned recently, Some Ordinary Gamers. I made a video criticizing him, and in that, I believe I was too readily assigning to him malicious intent when I didn't really have sufficient reason to. Is there a wrong reason to help people? There's no wrong reason to help people? Oh, absolutely there is. While, while certain things in that context can always be good deeds, given the results or whatever, um, it is entirely possible for someone to... Um, have motivations that make it so um, the good deed isn't reflective of them themselves being good. You donate 10 grand to charity entirely to uh, to take advantage of uh, tax incentives or whatever. Sure, giving 10 grand to charity is great, but you aren't giving 10 grand to legitimately try to help people. You're only giving 10 grand to ultimately help yourself, avoid paying even more money to the government, right? It's... um. What's, what is it? The art thing where the value of art is so speculative. So like you will, you'll have a painting and you will get an arts expert to come in and say, oh, this painting on the market is worth $10 million. And then you donate that arts to charity that you own. And then on your taxes, you're like, yeah, I gave 10 million to charity, you know? So uh, give me those credits or deductions depending upon your your country or whatever, and then you pay less in tax. How easy this is to do in any country or whatever, I don't know. But apparently this is a thing that has taken place and maybe even continues to take place in some countries. Viewers asking stupid questions. Would you rather get punched in the stomach six times or play Red Dead Redemption 2 again? What are you gonna do with this information? I wanna know. This is clearly a very important question to you that you decided was worth both your and my time to ask. What do you plan to do with this information? Is this a survey? What, what, what is your end game, sir? Where do we go from here? How is your life going to be enriched by the answer to that question? Things that make me sad. You know what I'm feeling, guys? I'm feeling kind of sad. Too much am I comparing myself to more successful content creators. And I don't like this feeling of being on this fucking dating app thing. I don't like that, uh, like you don't get likes and shit, and it's just like, oh man, I guess I should take some better photos of me and stuff. I, I just don't like the idea that a lot of people are judging me silently and skipping over me and stuff. It, it just doesn't sound nice. How do normal people deal with this shit? How I avoid eating at nights. How to control myself from not eating at late hours. Get gum. Get gum. Get gum or... Think about, think about it this way. How annoying is it that you do not have control over your body? That should frustrate you. Think of it as a game, trying to win, beat your body in a game of chicken, effectively. I looked in already, I have lost like 12 kilos.
for for at least the first month and a half there, I was like full hard on it. Like um, any rationalization that I would come up with to eat, I'm like, no, this is just me, my body forcing me to desire to do this, even though I have no real reason to do it. I'm not gonna die. I'm I'm not I'm not on the point of starvation. I have tons of fat in my body that can be consumed for energy. There is no reason for me to eat right now, regardless of what my body says. Now I'm not as stringent. Like uh, I'll often have a chocolate egg before bed. Like I'll have one meal and then one a chocolate egg before bed. But it's mainly just so I can finish eating them. They've been around since Easter. I don't have that many left. Certainly I did go to bed every night starving effectively. But it, going from 93 to 85 was far easier than going from 85 to 80. How my grandparents won $10,000 on a scratch-off ticket. So down the south coast where my grandparents uh, have a holiday house that my grandfather built, uh, bought the land for like 50 bucks like 100 years ago or something, but whatever. They have this second chance draw where if you put in any scratch-off tickets that you haven't won on, they, they at the end of the month draw out a bunch of these failed scratch-off tickets and uh, they'll send you some giveaway prize, like a, you know, second chance draw kind of thing, right? And so, um, whenever my grandparents give out scratch-off tickets at family gatherings, uh, anyone who loses, um, all these tickets get gathered up and, and then my, my grandmother, before she gives them to the news agency, she uh, goes through them. And so she's up at night, you know, 8 p.m. or 9 p.m. or something. My, my grandfather's gone to bed. I'm not sure what time it was. And uh, she's, she's reading through each of the scratch-offs just to make sure no one has accidentally won something. And she's going, okay, yeah, yeah, oh. And she wakes up her husband, my grandfather, and she's like, I, th I think we've won $10,000, Pete. And he's like, oh, so we have. <laughs> like, like, you know. Because I, I guess because no one expects to win ten grand, so someone at a family gathering has just gone. Ah, oh, I haven't won anything and chucked it back in. And the only reason it wasn't chucked in the trash is because my grandmother does this second chance draw thing down the south coast. You know, funny little thing. Uh, they they gave a bit to everyone in the family or whatever. Um, so they bought everyone something. I can't remember what we got like a VCR player or something at that point. Right, right, we got we got like a thousand dollars. I don't know. Um, my grandparents are uh, wonderful people. How Jehovah's Witnesses robbed and killed my grandmother. Was I able to meet my great-grandparents? Um, I'm, I don't think so. Maybe I was very little. I'm not sure if it was a great-grandparent, but I, I know there was a... Might have been another one of my grandparents whatever, who died when I was very young. Uh, below the... Like, maybe I was five years old or something. Uh, the reason she died was because uh, Jehovah's Witnesses got their teeth into her. Not only did they pilfer her for every cent that she had, because she's a lonely woman, she'd let him in, let him in a house. They'd take her checks, they'd take her money, and then she needed a blood transfusion to live. And she died. Uh, for those who don't know Jehovah's Witnesses, say, blood must remain inside the body, blood transfusions are against God's plan! Because of some stupid interpretation of a particular line in the Bible which doesn't mean anything even close to what they think it means. How a church blackmailed my mother with my soul. The only other story that, um, of that sort of nature that I have is, uh, my mother was uh, Christian, but she um, didn't go to church or stopped going to church frequently, um, because she had kids and other responsibilities and stuff. And I was a second child, and when I was born, 
she uh, wanted to get me baptized. The church refused to baptize me because she um, didn't attend church enough. They basically said, hey, you know, uh, hey, if you attend a church a bit more, then maybe we'll, uh, we'll do it. And it's like, and she, she said to me, she was telling me this story when I was 20 or something, she's like, it just seemed crazy to me that the point of baptism is meant to save my son's immortal soul, and they were effectively blackmailing me, being like, yeah, yeah, you, you wouldn't want something bad to happen to your son's immortal soul, maybe you want to come by church a bit, maybe put some money in the collection plate, you know, maybe then we can work something out. My mother is, is still spiritual to an extent, but she's uh, not particularly impressed with um, those kind of institutions, um, and I think for good reason. Mr. Beast criticized for his fans sending death threats. Every single time anyone says, I received death threats, this is significant. Uh, it's always nonsense. There's always going to be some portion of an audience who uh, says garbage. It, it's, Im it's impossible at a certain size for you to prevent them from doing that. The odds are, odds of a, was it 50 million people who watch Mr. Beast YouTube, not a single one of them watching a video critical of Mr. Beast and saying, I want you to die, the, the odds of that is zero. Like, it, 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 it will happen. If Mr. Beast had literally never done a single bad negative thing in the entire history of his life, it would still 100% happen every single fucking time. Because it's just that amount of people. At no point should the existence of death threats ever be a critique of a creator unless you have some reason to believe that that creator themselves inspired that behavior. Or, or called upon that behavior to occur, or um, favors that behavior in some capacity. It has nothing to do with the creator themselves, it just has something to do with the people, you know? Carl's Trackmania cheating video. Uh, Carl made a video on the Trackmania cheating scandal. Uh, very happy you did, because I wasn't particularly interested in uh, reading the whole thing from scratch. I just don't have the time. The two takeaways from that video. One, people who like develop tools and stuff for speedrunners, fucking incredible. Love those guys. The, the cheating was found out because this one guy was like, hey, there's no like task tools. I'm like a tool assisted stuff, uh, track mania, whatever. I'm, I'm going to develop that for everyone. He develops it and it enables him to, to catch that other people are cheating in the game. Basically, track mania records both like where the vehicle is meant to be in the um, drive, but also like the inputs used for that drive. And people didn't know the inputs were recorded. And some people were doing inputs that were impossible. Uh, they were cheating. They were basically slowing down the game, putting in inputs and then speeding it up again to, to submit it to everyone. So they could do inputs far faster than anyone possibly could. The moral of the story, offline runs are very hard to accept as legitimate. Comparing the offline runs of one of the top runners and the on-stream runs, only his off-stream runs had all these issues. Viewer comments. Twitch and YouTube work like gig economies, where there is a fear that if you stop going, you will lose all the audience you have built up forever. Twitch and YouTube work like gig economies, where there is that fear if you ever stop going, you'll lose all the audience you built up forever. Um, that's anything. Any, any business that sells any products has a risk that if they stop, that um, those who are using that product or service will go somewhere else. That's, that's, not, that's, not, a, that's not a function of a gig economy, that's just a function of the economy, right? Um, if you are not providing a service, obviously people will go elsewhere for that service. And when you come back, people may, may prefer where they've gone to. 
And I wouldn't blame them for it. If you find somewhere better, I mean, why not? You know? What happens if a speedrun is actually perfect? Man, have you seen Summoning Souls' newest video? Do you think it's possible for someone to beat Super Mario in such a way that it is equally as fast as a TAS? And what would you think would happen next in the speedrunning community of that game if it really reaches a perfect run? Well, hypothetically speaking, new strats could be found that weren't implemented in the TAS. But obviously there are other categories of that game. Um, they skip a lot of levels. There'd be uh, no major skips categories and, and, and whatnot. And then even if one person does it, it doesn't mean that other people can't do it. Although admittedly, if the one person does it, there'd be less people because they know they can't beat that person who would be willing to try. Yeah, there'd be still more available for that game. Do I hate Ninja? Do I hate Ninja? No. Why would I hate Ninja? Ninja is just a dude who I will never meet, you know? Honestly, nothing I've seen of Ninja suggests that if I met him in real life, it wouldn't just be a chill experience. Haven't watched his content in a bajillion years, and I'm sure he's a different person compared to when I did watch him back in the H1Z1 days, but, uh, he's just a dude. Okay, maybe not just a dude, he's a very rich dude, I guess. Did I play sport as a kid? Did I play sports as a kid? I, yeah, um, indoor, outdoor, soccer. I played cricket, indoor and outdoor. Played 10-pin bowling. Yeah, I did a lot of sports, I suppose. But, I mean, I was never much of a sporty kid, but, I mean, I, I liked, um, Running, uh, did okay in the running competitions in, as a kid. Be sure to like the video and subscribe to my channel. It costs you nothing and I wish you all the best.